Hey guys, in today's episode, we're talking about what it's like to be an influencer in the music festival and EDM community while also balancing a full-time job. Luckily, I will not be doing this episode alone. I've asked my lovely friend and fellow content creator at Vibe With Aid to join me to share her experience as well being a blogger and YouTuber. Chat about everything from vlogging tips to mental health to budgeting and managing a very aggressive festival schedule. So we're giving a behind-the-scenes look today at our side hustles. So settle in and get ready for an awesome episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Like you can tell by that intro, it is going to be a really, really fun episode today. Um, Something that I've been very excited to get into here on the podcast with you guys. So I'm going to jump right into things today. Like I said, I am going to be having my friend at Vibe With Aid join me later in the podcast to talk a little bit about what it's like to start a YouTube channel or to start a vlog and maintain that while also having and holding a nine to five job. Um, If some of you guys didn't know, this is my side hustle. I do work full time as a digital design director during the day from usually like 830 to five um, in Manhattan, New York. So everything I do, the podcast, my YouTube channel, traveling to festivals is all in my free time um, on my own budget, all of the above. So it's, you know, obviously a passion project for me and something that I truly enjoy investing my time in and you know I love it I hope you guys can tell that through my content but I have been getting more and more questions recently about what it's like to start a YouTube channel and you know people DMing me asking me to share my experiences and any tips and advice so some things also happened with Vibe with Aid recently that I thought were um, very on topic with what I wanted to discuss today so I thought it would be really nice to have her on and just have like a very open and honest conversation which is what today became Um, you know we're not holding anything back guys we're very open about sharing our experiences and you know we both vlog festivals but we have um, a little bit of different content you know she has a website that I'll get into later and yeah I just thought it would be really helpful today to share with you guys some things we've learned along the way um, some things we would do differently and most importantly what really goes into having like a YouTube channel and being a content creator in the EDM community. Um, And this could go for everything, but we're obviously going to keep it specific to what this podcast is about. And, you know, she and I both are big EDM fans and we both vlog festivals. So that is everything we're going to be talking about today. I think it will hopefully be very interesting for anybody else who's just been like curious about all this stuff. Uh, We talk a little bit about brand trips, what it's like working with different rave companies, what it's like meeting other influencers in the community, which has been some newer experiences for the two of us. So you guys can expect for all of that to come up in today's episode. And I think with aid in particular, one thing that I really wanted to hit on in this episode is also just like mental health and really what it's like to balance everything in your life, not just a job and a side hustle, but relationships, your health, finances, like your schedule in general, um, because it's, you know, all of these things that make up your life you need to have in check. So um, she's been really great and I've really looked up to her with, you know, how she manages things. So we we're going to talk a little bit too about just getting caught up in everything and really how much time and energy is invested into this and why it is so important to still like check in with yourself um, and not be too hard on yourself and not compare yourself to others in this community because I feel like that is something with social media that can happen so, so easily. Um, it's really easy to get like caught up in seeing what other people are doing and what events other people are attending and sort of comparing your journey to theirs. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. 
And lastly, we're going to give you guys some pointers on vlogging festivals. If any of you have like jumped into that or have started YouTube channels, you know, we have a lot of experiences. We've made mistakes. We're still growing as content creators, but we're going to share like all of our pointers and tips and advice on creating content and on vlogging. So definitely um, stay tuned till the end because we're going to have like all kinds of tips and advice thrown in throughout the episode. Um, So all of that is coming up, you guys. Uh, I do want to say my thank yous as per usual. I'm doing things a little bit out of order, but I'm just very, very hyped for this episode. I'm excited. Thank you guys so, so much for showing so much love um, to rave culture every week. I appreciate it so much, you guys. Um, Some of you have tagged me in comments being like, hey, I sent your link out today to a friend and I appreciate that so much, guys. So yeah, again, please, you know, screenshot, share your screen, post it on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, wherever. Uh, Tag me in it. My personal account is at Emma Capotis and the um, podcast account is at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. So shout us out. Send a link to someone today. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you guys listen over there and um, feel free to comment and join the conversation on YouTube you guys I always love to get your feedback so looking forward to seeing what you guys think of today's episode I'm really excited oh and I should have mentioned earlier this is Aid's second time on the podcast she's the first person to come on twice Um, but some of you who might have just joined may not have heard her first episode because it was probably like in the first five episodes I want to say I never shouted this out last week guys but last week was episode 30 which holy shit time is flying (laughs) like I can't believe how how much time has passed it's crazy but anyway this is episode 31 so I'm super excited to have Aid on here today you know she and I talk all the time um not online we're just like in touch with each other texting each other sharing tips and advice back and forth and I I told her on the phone call it's really great having someone that I can relate to and have somebody that's you know in this with me and it's just been really helpful and I'm so happy that I have her in my life so anyway what else do we have to say before we get into the interview um I'm still looking for submissions this is the last week I'm taking them so please send them in um for the Q&A episode coming up so we're doing another big ask Emma anything so please send in um, questions you have, advice you need. Honestly, I can, I'm can. i happy to cover anything you want me to talk about. Uh, I just love to get through like as many emails as possible because you guys write in and I feel bad that I can't cover everything you want to talk about. So send it in for the Q&A episode. Um, email me uh, at raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. You can just put Q&A in the headline. And again, voice memos are totally welcome. Just keep them to like under three minutes. If you guys want to ask a question, I'm happy to throw your voice memo in there. So really excited for that episode. That'll be good. And then let's get into listener of the week. I actually just got a submission a couple hours ago. So I'm so happy this made it in time. But if you guys didn't already know, um, listener of the week is somebody that you can nominate, whether it's a friend, family member, loved one, whatever it is. Um, You can nominate somebody that you know listens to the podcast every week or is a fan of the podcast. And you just want to shout them out um, because they're a kind person. They are making a positive impact in this community um, or in your life. Or maybe you just know somebody that's having a tough week and you want me to shout them out, um, you know, nominate them for listener of the week. And again, just email me at raveculturecast at gmail.com and just put that in the subject headline. So here's our listener of the week. I'm really excited about this one. It says, hey, Emma, my name is Austin and I would like to nominate my best friend and girlfriend, Brooke G. Brooke loves your podcast and your YouTube channel and everything in between. You have been a huge inspiration to her from rave fits to wanting to start her own YouTube channel for the shows and festivals we go to in the future. She listens to every podcast day of and then listens again with me or tells me all about it. She introduced me to raving and EDM recently and I have been having the time of my life exploring and learning all about it and watching your channel. I believe Brooke is a great candidate for listener of the week because without her I wouldn't have known the joy of this awesome community or would have known your channel and your podcast existed. Thanks for reading Austin. I love that. That makes me so so happy. I can like feel how much you care about her um and one huge thank you guys for listening every week and for showing me support like I seriously wouldn't be able to do any of this if you guys weren't listening and if you guys didn't want to hear any of this so I'm like blown away every time 
someone emails me or if anytime I meet someone in person. So thank you guys. Um, I'm so happy you found the EDM community and you're loving it. There's so much more for you <laughs> to explore and to learn. So it's really exciting. Um, and I, I hope I get to meet you guys someday. And I'm really excited to have you as a part of this family. So Brooke G, you are our listener of the week. Thank you so much again. And Austin, you rock. Thanks so much for sending that in. Alrighty, you guys, that is everything I have to say here at the top of the episode. I'm so excited to have Aid on this week to chat with you guys. I hope that somebody out there finds this helpful or interesting. And, you know, to be completely honest with you guys, we just really want to share our lives with you. And if you can learn anything through the life lessons that we've had or the mistakes that we've had and we've grown from, you know, then I think we're both happy at the end of the day. So we are both here and open to helping anybody. You guys can always feel free to reach out to either of us if you have any more questions. Um, Leave a comment on YouTube, you guys. And of course, go follow and support Vibe with Aid. Um, Her handle is at Vibe with Aid and her blog is www.vibewithaid.com. She has really incredible like festival posts and reviews and all of, all of the things in between that. So she's wonderful. So anyway, you guys, please welcome to the podcast, Vibe with Aid. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's been forever. I know. <laughs> that was a joke, everyone. I literally FaceTimed Aid yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so this is your second time back on the podcast. The first guest that's actually been on twice. So we stand by with aid. Um, she's also been on my channel. Uh, we actually finally met in person, which some of you may know from the Imagine Music Festival vlogs. But since we may have some new listeners joining that maybe didn't hear your first episode, Uh, Could you just quickly give us a short bio on yourself, what you do, where you're from? Yeah, so my name is Aid. My actual name is Adriana, but everyone calls me Aid. Um, I have a music festival blog called Vibe with Aid, and it's all about going to music festivals and whatnot, and that's transitioned into um, into a YouTube channel. So I post my vlogs from festivals, reviews, things like that. Um, this has all been my side hustle. I work full time at a digital marketing agency in Austin, Texas. And yeah, that's basically it. I feel like a little short and sweet bio. I I should probably mention this at the top of the episode too, because what we're going to be talking about today, if you guys can tell by the title is going to be balancing like a nine to five job and then also being a content creator or a YouTuber, whatever you want to call it. Um, but exactly right. It has a full time job and does all of the blog and YouTube on the side. And same thing for me. I work full time um, in Manhattan as a digital design director and I do everything on the side as well. So this is like right up our alley (laughs) to talk about. Mm -hmm. But since there's so much that I think we can cover in this episode, one thing I wanted to start on um, because people may not know you and I are actually constantly in touch with each other behind the scenes, you know, sharing and pointers and it's been like really really great having someone to talk to who you know can relate because I don't have many friends that do this as well mm-hmm. um and it seems to be that there's like obviously this common theme here in 2019 that almost everyone has their nine-to-five job and now they have a side hustle or a passion or a hobby that they spend like all the rest of their time doing and it's like become the norm <laughs> with yeah. a lot of people uh, and it's definitely makes an impact in your life, either mental health wise um, or other and it can be a positive thing. It can be a negative thing. But um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like doing that. And I think we can also talk later about um, just some tips and advice for anybody who's like interested in getting started in this. You know, we would love to share what we know so far. But yeah, to start off, do you want to go over what you currently have on the plate besides your nine to five job? Yeah. So <laughs> we have the nine to five job. And then I think, what was it? There was an Instagram post that we just talked about, Emma, where we were like, we're balancing all these different things because we wear so many hats. So like mm-hmm. on top of like, I can say that I have a blog and like a YouTube channel and I have an Instagram and everything. But what really all goes into that is managing like a website managing like blog posts, writing blog posts and content, writing YouTube scripts, filming those videos. If a brand sends me something and I need to get photos with it, here I am planning a photo shoot of some sort, 
where my boyfriend takes photos of me. And then um, on top of that, you know, the social aspect of my life, because I am only 24 years old. So I do need to maintain some type of social life with my Mm -hmm. friends. Um, I go to like weekly dinners with my friends, my girlfriends. We have like weekly Wednesday dinners, which is super nice to just like kind of the good midweek check in, you know, and kind of just like um, be like, oh, we're halfway done with the week and like have a yummy meal and stuff. So I balance that. And then um, I do have a boyfriend. So managing that as a relationship, managing, I say the word managing, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, balancing balancing that on top of it. And he's super awesome and supportive of everything. I tend to joke a little bit that we live in a long distance relationship because he (laughs) lives in North Austin. I live in South Austin. And if you've ever been to Austin, traffic is awful. And so if we were to see each other during the week, it's just impossible because it's just so we would get there and it'd be time to go to bed basically you know so I see him mainly on the weekends and so I have to balance out getting some work done on the weekends but also enjoying my time with him and then going to shows or what um or stuff going on around Austin and then Mm -hmm. on top of that um I'm sure Emma can agree with this we have our physical fitness journeys that we're both on and have been on and been working towards because that keeps us sane Mm -hmm. like at first it's um you work towards the goal of just like wanting to be healthy and get to a certain weight but at the same point it just kind of keeps your sanity to just like work out for an hour or something and not have to think about anything else but what is going on in that moment Mm -hmm. So I just listed off a bunch of different things. So I have a lot going on um, and balancing all of that is just a little hard at times, but definitely has been rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I am only 24. So it's like figuring out what that balance is like as a postgraduate, as like an adult and like navigating that whole kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, such, I mean, like, obviously that's a huge chunk of like everything that you have going on there um but it's also just like and I was gonna say the health thing too the health thing is like it depends on what your goals are here too right like what Mm -hmm. chunk of that are you going to invest in right now because you want to balance everything but it's like okay if I want my channel to grow right now in particular I'm going to spend a little bit more time and energy on that and then mm-hmm. maybe my health stuff is going to fall off a little bit because I'm not spending as much time there um, or yeah. vice versa. You know, if you have, we're coming up on the holidays, so my health goals are not that big, but like say yeah, you want to exactly. invest more in the health area because you're like, okay, I have a weight loss goal. That's like where I'm spending my time and energy. So, you know, for a young person, it is a lot on your plate. and. Yeah. It also depends on your personality too. Like you and I are both very driven people and I'm sure a lot of people out there where we set like very lofty goals for ourselves too. (laughs) So we're like high achievers and we're like, and we kind of are like, we want to do the best at all of these things and that can get fucking exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Um, But, and this is in no way, like we're not complaining in any way. We just want to be like very real with everybody about like what actually goes into it. And I think there's a difference when it comes to like a YouTube channel or even influencing as like a job of just like doing it for fun and kind of enjoying it versus like you want to do it full time as your job eventually. So you're like going Mm -hmm. ham towards that goal. Um, So those are just like some of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. But um, focusing on specifically something that I think has come up a lot recently, I know I've gotten a lot of DMs, I'm sure you probably have too. But there definitely is a lot more people who are getting into vlogging music festivals or Mm -hmm. starting YouTube channels as well as like aspiring to become influencers, which is like probably my least favorite word, but <laughs> that's what it's called. It's the best way to describe it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I've definitely been getting people asking for advice on like how to start a channel and any tips on how to start filming festivals. So I mm-hmm. thought we could kick it off by chatting about like what our experiences have been like vlogging festivals and then you know that includes what we've learned any difficulties Mm -hmm. we've had and also what we think we've done well so yeah so do you want to start there I know when you started your YouTube channel what like two years ago now yes yeah so technically like yeah so I think the first video I ever posted was technically um like my ACL like montage kind of video Mm -hmm. and that was filmed on like my GoPro 
um I think it was a GoPro Hero 4 and then I did I liked that and like that was kind of the trendy thing to do at the time was like filming montage type videos mm-hmm. um not like just for like movies. festivals <laughs> yeah not just like festivals but also like travel that was like the big thing and like I think like sorority recruitment kind of stuff was always kind of like that mm-hmm. so I'd always been interested by that and then I did the same thing for Gold Rush and then Beyond Wonderland was kind of my last um, montage video but that was with my new camera the Sony a6000 because mm-hmm. I was like I kind of like editing videos I think this is another creative outlet that I can go into like why not let's go all in on YouTube and so then I decided to invest in a, a nicer camera. Um, and then EDC 2018 was my first like time ever vlogging a festival, which was really interesting um, to think about how mm-hmm. it was that long ago. Well, it doesn't even feel like it was that long ago, but it right, right. really was that long ago um, that I was like, oh, like this is actually really cool and a nice way for me to like keep my memories and then show other people kind of like what my experience was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I like loved looking up that stuff of like, oh, I'm going to EDC. Like I loved watching that um, EDC movie. Yep. So like get, I forgot what it's under the electric. Under, sky, yep, yep. Is what it's called. Yeah. So like I love that movie. And so like Getting to have my own personal movie in a way just like was really cool to me and like a really cool way to like have that keepsake. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for, for people listening to, because I completely agree with everything you said, I think when I started mine too, it came from a place of like wanting to help other people attending and then also like document your experience and you can look back on all these memories. Um, mm-hmm. But for anyone just getting started or thinking about filming it, I feel like you just touched on one of the avenues you can go down down I think you have to decide like what kind of story you want to tell like are you somebody Mm -hmm. who's really maybe you're a really good editor and you just want to do really fucking sick after movies or montages yeah maybe you're a vlogger and in that case you should be showing like the whole story from before the festival to during to maybe there and like really Mm -hmm. documenting like what the experience is like so I think before you start you should kind of figure out like what kind of style you really want to film in um but in your opinion what what is going through your mind when you're vlogging a festival like before during and after one oh I haven't really thought about there's a lot that goes into it I don't I think people don't realize like oh they think they're just gonna because you can film on a camp like on your phone I 1000% recommend yeah. it. I still do that now you don't need like this fancy equipment you guys if you're going to a festival this fucking weekend you can start filming mm-hmm. now if you have you know a phone um yeah but it there is a lot that goes into it so I yeah, yeah. So just touch on that before it was kind of like when I first started I was just like oh I'll just get like videos of like the sets I go to and then people really start caring about the experience because when you're putting that much money in like mm-hmm. you want to know like more of the nitty-gritty type of things of like well what else is there to the festival besides the music so then that's when I've kind of started um having a more concise plan of what I'm doing typically and you'll notice a lot of people will notice this if you look at like my day one vlogs of like the day the first day they're chaotic Mm -hmm. like I don't get anything really consistent because it's just like always crazy and so then after that I kind of think about okay well if I didn't get this footage that I wanted on day one then I'll get it on day two or day three so like for an and as an example, like for Forest, I didn't, the first day vlog was just way too chaotic. I didn't get any actual footage of the actual forest. So then on day two, day three, day four, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to like try and spread it out and focus on certain components that people might be interested in. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that kind of stuff um, and having more purpose kind of behind it to show people more of the experience side um, and things like that is kind of my thought process when it comes to those vlogs. Well, yeah, and usually during the festival, too, because I think a lot of it, if you're recording a set, obviously, like, you might remember to take out your camera or whatever and mm-hmm. your phone and film during a set. But um, when you're starting, not professionally, but, like, when you're at your level and you're a couple of years in, it sort of becomes a lot more because you have to have in your mind constantly, like, oh, I need to be getting this on camera because this is, like, a moment I should be capturing. So it starts to become more routine, I guess you would say at festivals, because you're kind of like mm-hmm. on all the time. You're like half during the festival and it's an incredible experience. And then the other half of you is like, oh, God, I got to capture all of this stuff so that I can make it into the vlog, which can kind of be stressful. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I actually got I did like a Q&A 
post on Instagram and I said, and like somebody said to me, do you still enjoy vlogging festivals or does it feel like work? I thought that was like such a good question to answer at this Mm -hmm. point. So I want to talk about your break from social media in just a second, but I wanted to ask that question to you as well. Do you still enjoy vlogging festivals or does it feel more like work now? Um, it was getting to a point where it felt like work and that ties in with my, um, break from social media is that I didn't, I've vlogged every festival since EDC 2018, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I yeah, to think that <laughs> I've vlogged every single festival and that's a lot. Like if you, um, by the end of the year, I will have gone to my 35th festival. Mm-hmm. I counted I sat down and counted them but so that's a good chunk of festivals and like time of my life that I've like dedicated to and I think more recently it has felt a little bit like work but I think it's also because I've been going to newer festivals too Mm -hmm. so like going to Imagine going to Lollapalooza going to Dirty Bird Camp Out I feel like because I was going to all those for the first time it feels a little bit more like work Um, especially for imagine we were there kind of like on an influencer agreement so it Mm -hmm. felt like we were there to kind of do a job to tell the story and to tell um, the experience about imagine and things like that so it did kind of feel like it was like a work trip in a way like Mm -hmm. we still have fun and I definitely still have fun at these festivals but yeah at a certain point it was feeling like work and so for freaky deaky I took um, that festival off and I didn't vlog it Mm -hmm. which felt really good. I still got some clips here and there just to fill my um, review video with some like B-roll footage. So I at least had like something. So that's like another thing that I think about too, is like, what are other clips and things that I can use as B-roll for like my reviews and like whatever. So I can start making the um, sit down videos like a little bit more dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. But yeah. So yeah, I'm curious. Um, was that a tough decision to come to that for Freaky Deaky to decide Mm -hmm. to just go as yourself and not go as Vibe With E? Yeah, it was super hard. I mean, I'm a busy worker bee, and that's Mm -hmm. become a huge part of my life. And I think to admit that I needed to take a break, one was a big thing because I don't do that. And then, um, then deciding to take a break, like from the festival as Vibe With Aid, was also a pretty big deal and like Mm -hmm. it was a pretty big step for me to do and I definitely don't regret it it was definitely worth it and I think that'll just like kind of um have me be have me be a little bit more thoughtful in this next year of like okay what um what festival could I essentially like take off you know sure sure. (laughs) especially when you attend a lot too yeah exactly and so um And it's still like at the end of the the day, I'm still creating content for it because like I'm still coming out with a review for it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do like a sit down video for it. So at the end of the day, the content will still be there. It's just going to kind of be in a different format than what people are used to. But I'd rather be doing that than um, creating something or forcing something that I don't really necessarily want to do, you know? Right. Well, I was like so relieved for you too when I saw you post that. Because one, I just like, I know how much work it is. And sometimes you do get to the point where you're like, okay, I just really want to enjoy it. I will be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So when you said you weren't bringing your totem, you weren't having any scheduled meetups, I kind of was like, okay, maybe I'm going to do that in the future because it (laughs) it is nice to like have a break sometimes. So I think you are setting a really great standard for other influencers in this community that like it's okay to not be on like all the time so I was very Mm -hmm. proud of you for doing that oh thanks (laughs) um one thing I actually wanted to go back and talk about because I thought it was it would be a really interesting perspective for everyone um is to talk a little bit more about Imagine Music Festival being like not like an influencer trip but kind of like a a festival that we were going with you know we got the tickets for free they sent us to the well we paid for travel sorry but they paid for our ticket and we would create content Mm -hmm. as like a way to pay for our like VIP passes so I think it would be interesting to chat a little bit about what it's like working with brands at festivals and Mm -hmm. also um just like what that experience is was like because for me that was the first festival I went to where I was surrounded by like so many faces I recognized from online Mm -hmm. um because there's I I don't know I I, it's just like weird to me like 
content creators and influencers in real life. And that was the first festival that I felt like surrounded by them. And it was like, everyone was hustling. They were getting their Instagram photos. They were filming their vlogs as well. And it was like both inspiring and also overwhelming. Um, but you, you got to appreciate the hustle. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What was yeah, your experience so with them, like with imagine, that? Yeah, I did post an Instagram about this that I was like so nervous and intimidated going into Imagine. <laughs> right. Just because of that fact of like all these other influencers are going to be there. Like what? Not that there was like competition or anything, but we're all going to be making content or like um, generating content of some sort. So like, how can we all collaborate in a way? Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of like change my mindset in a way of like, um, it's hard when you're like in this space to like not compare yourself or feel competitive. And so it's kind of coming at it from a perspective of like, okay, this is like such a good opportunity for all of us to collaborate mm -hmm. um, and to meet each other and like getting to meet like um, Erica and Frida, who are also like kind of raver YouTubers yeah. too. Like, I know that'll be a good connection to have later down the line. And some of the other girls um, and guys that we met too are also uh, super awesome. Um, and I think like working with Imagine was super cool to have that kind of opportunity um, and insight into the festival for sure that I was really excited about. Mm -hmm. And that was also your first time like doing Instagram takeover stuff too, right, Emma? Yeah, yeah. I overextended myself a little bit, but it ended up being great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I went into that like, yeah, I did a um, Instagram takeover Friday for Relita Couture and then Saturday a Snapchat takeover for Freedom Ravewear and then I was mm -hmm. hosting two meetups and also <laughs> vlogging the festival and it was one of those things that when I got there I was like, did I make the right decision? Like, is this too much for me? Like, can I still enjoy the festival? And I think mm -hmm. I ended up being fine, but just like for anybody out there who's like wondering what it's like to work with brands like you do in that case have to be on your best behavior because you are representing the brand and mm -hmm. filming yourself enjoying the festival and you can't be like hammered on camera or anything and yeah. you need you need to actively post you can't forget about it so yeah. otherwise you won't be in good standings with with those brands so it definitely mm -hmm. was like a lot to manage I don't know if I'll ever like plan <laughs> as much at a festival yeah in the future but um I, I think it's also important to tell people to choose wisely what brands they work with as well because mm -hmm. if you start to form really good relationships with them I think that makes the whole process easier but if you're just getting started and you start to hear from different brands or people reach out to you just you know be careful with who you a associate yourself with and I forgot my train of thought just now <laughs> <laughs> but basically just like choose wisely it can be a little overwhelming when when opportunities start to first present themselves but I think yeah. you know if you go with your gut um and if you your mission um aligns with the brand then I think that could be a good partnership in the future and, and yeah. you've worked with some really good brands as well Aid. yeah yeah I'm pretty selective about who I work with and I also um get the right expectations from them of what they're wanting and mm -hmm. I think um as you kind of grow and develop your audience and you kind of grow like what offerings you do have you also kind of start to understand what your worth is and if it's going to take a lot more effort to uphold what they're wanting then mm -hmm. I sometimes have to say well I might need to be compensated for something along those lines because that's going to take require a lot more time on my part not like right. an Instagram takeover but the, like um when it comes to like actually creating content just in general like because we are working nine to five jobs I only have so much amount of time in right. a day and in a weekend that if a brand is wanting something with a very fast turnaround I just have to be totally honest and be like I can't I won't be able to do that fast of a turnaround because right. if it's something like you want me to get a photo with a product I have to do that on the weekend I don't have time during the week to do that at all right. yep. and so you kind of have to just be okay with saying no I know it can be really exciting at first to have all these things kind of just come through the door and that's just kind of like na naturally happens and it's super awesome but um, at, what, at some point you do have to say no and kind of set that expectation and when I took my little break I just like notified the brands that I was like um currently doing stuff for and like mm -hmm. just letting them know like hey life has just been like a little rough lately yeah I'm yeah. gonna be able to get the I'm gonna have to push this back to get to you and like if a brand doesn't really understand that then that's not a brand I want to be associating myself with 
Right. And like when that, when that, when I posted my like post about how I'm taking a break, like Mark from Vibration, the CEO texted me because we have our, we have a meeting every Tuesday to talk about like blog content because I write for them. Mm-hmm. And he texted me. He was like, Hey, like we don't need to meet today. Like if you need a break, you need a break. Like That's we honest. care about you. And I was like, that was so sweet. <laughs> like yeah. I feel so lucky that I get to have relationships like that and partnerships like that. And that they that they understand that I'm human too and so as you kind of like start to work more and start to get to know brands you definitely want to align yourself with some of those brands that um really do value you and the work that you're doing yeah a hundred percent that's so nice that they said that to you and I I think the same the same also goes for other influencers in the community um because like what you touched Mm -hmm. on I thought the same about meeting people in person and there's a lot more now you know you're going to meet new people at these festivals and um, I think it's the same thing with like associating yourself with certain people I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the people we met because I didn't know what to expect either and it collaboration is like a huge part of content creation and YouTube channel one day Um, so I think it's like one a really incredible opportunity to get to meet new people in this community at festivals mm-hmm. and then too, there's also the potential of you know getting your name out there and working with more people so um you know it's just to think about and, and keep in mind obviously when you first get started it's a lot by yourself uh, as mm-hmm. you grow your channel or as you create content around festivals um but then eventually you know you definitely want to surround yourself with good people and luckily yeah. there's a lot of them in this community we I think we're yeah. lucky with that but you, you know you just gotta be careful <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely exciting too. Like there's Ashley Gothier. She's also like a raver YouTuber. Like I was talking to her. She's like, she loves Bass Nectar and she's a super like um, into that whole scene and everything. And I was Mm -hmm. talking to her about potentially going to a Bass Nectar event with her because I'm just so fascinated by the whole community of Bass Nectar. Yeah, and like the curated events and stuff and so I hit her up and like we're talking about next year I might join her and her group for like one of those curated events because I'm just so intrigued by it all and like I wouldn't I wouldn't think that I would like be open to that kind of stuff like when I first started but because Mm -hmm. of how I've been able to like meet so many different people who are interested in so many different things like the opportunity for that is just really awesome I think I love that that's so cool yeah she's great I want to meet her in person <laughs> yeah we might be landing in a bottle next year I think we're both okay. gonna be going but yeah then I was talking to her about maybe joining her for like base center or like something like on one of those of curated events so dope well so one thing I also wanted to chat about um while we're on the topic of festivals so another huge part about balance here is balancing your time and your money I get a lot mm-hmm. of questions about yes. how do you afford all these events and blah, blah, blah. Um, and especially because a lot of listeners here are college students who want to start these channels. And like, I feel you because you're in a situation yeah. where like, you're not making that much money. And also like, if you're in school, you might not be able to attend certain events. So I want to chat a little bit about both of our schedules and how we handle finances and time off from work. I'll kick it off by saying probably one of the biggest things I have an insecurity about is like festival FOMO. So like the fear of missing out on an event. Um, (laughs) I've talked about this in like one of my get ready with me's, but one of the main things I sometimes find myself thinking about is that I look at these other influencers or content creators and it just seems like they attend every single event and I don't know how (laughs) they find the time or the money to do all of these things. And then I'm like, Oh my God, you know, questioning like to my plate and what it can handle and then I sort of like stop myself and remind myself like what my personal priorities are and that at the end of the day it's like attending a million festivals and one is like not at the top of my list I'd rather have yeah. like quality over quantity which I know you've talked about as well mm-hmm. um so it, it is tricky especially when you know things are constantly in your face and it might seem like certain people just get to attend all of these things like that's definitely not the case with everyone and you should totally make a decision for yourself at the end of the day like a what can you handle time wise and be like make sure you're not overextending yourself financially because I think a lot of people are gonna go into debt <laughs> just by attending yeah. like too many festivals so 
what's your experience been like um with with planning your festival schedule yeah so um before so I think like before when I was in like 2017 I was like in college still so it was super easy to plan that schedule because it was like my senior year of college right so I didn't really have a lot on my plate um but then finding out that balance with my festival schedule working a full-time job was definitely um a little bit harder because I a lot of people don't know this I was doing an apprenticeship program when I first moved to Austin. And so with that apprenticeship program and working full time, they were taking out of my paycheck. And so I was having to somehow make it work, not having a full paycheck. And then luckily, I still had some funds left over from college that I was able to use for rent in Austin, because having a having a one bedroom in Austin was not um, cheap (laughs) when I first moved, but you know, I still made it work. Like I went to, um, I was still able to go to like ACL, something wicked gold rush. Like I was able to attend so many festivals. And then after my apprenticeship program was done, I got basically got a raise because I was like getting my full paycheck then. So it's just Mm -hmm. kind of been like figuring out what's feasible, what's not feasible. I do go through a routine with whenever a festival lineup comes out, I really do think about, um, okay, well, do I really like want to go for the experience? Or do I care about the lineup? How much of this lineup have I already seen already? How much of it is exciting to me? Um, Is this worth taking off x amount of days to travel for it? Do I how like much is travel going to be? Mm -hmm. This is all kind of like the thought process I go to. Um, I'm very fortunate that this year was the most free tickets I've gotten for a festival so far this year or in my whole journey. Um, It took me about a year and a half to start getting free tickets. So if you guys just are starting out to get the free tickets, it's Mm going to take a while. Yeah. Um, And if that's your goal, you might need to reevaluate it. It's definitely a good (laughs) perk, but to have that be your main motivator is going to be a little frustrating to have that. And I think Um, a lot of people will have, like, I think some people, and that's like what will differentiate, like who wants to do this for reals and who wants to do for maybe not the right reasons and getting free tickets takes a lot of time and energy and work to get there. Yeah, exactly. Like even like getting the, like every, nothing comes for free. I will say that. Like our Imagine free tickets, like, yes, it was free, but I was still having to create Instagram posts, creating social content, creating videos. Like I had to uphold my agreement. Whenever a brand sends me a free outfit, I have to uphold what they're wanting. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, (laughs) in terms of all that festival schedule I'm having to figure out also like on top of work like I only have PTO like 10 days PTO Mm -hmm. so I'm having to figure out (laughs) when I could actually like take off work like could I fly in super late Thursday night so that I only have to take off Friday or like how Mm -hmm. can I make this all work and plan it out and luckily for some festivals like if I'm able to bring my laptop with me and I can like work while we're traveling back on Monday then I don't have to take the day off so right it's a lot of planning trying to figure out but you kind of just like make it work in a way Mm -hmm. um and I have the same thing too Emma where I see festival FOMO and then I realize they're all in Arizona and California where they can like (laughs) easily afford to go to multiple festivals because they're in such a good area (laughs) yeah I forgot location (laughs) yeah location is clutch like I don't think I'll ever move back to Arizona I don't think I'd move to California so I'm very happy in Austin Mm -hmm. um but I do kind of feel lucky to be in the middle of like the country kind of where I can kind of just travel um either way and it kind of works out price wise but yeah sometimes you kind of have to make those decisions like um if you're putting yourself in a financial position where you might not be able to like make rent or make things because of festivals that is not the way to be doing it Mm -hmm. um you definitely need to keep yourself accountable and financially responsible and in good standing um and whatnot because that's just not there's that's no fun if you're having to go to festivals and being stressed out about your finances because of it. That's kind of detracts the point of it. (laughs) No. Yeah. And I think all that was like super helpful and and people, you know, don't forget too, when you're at the festival, you're going to be buying food and drinks and Mm -hmm. Ubers and all of the above too, that comes with it with the schedule hundred percent. That's what I'm doing for EDC Orlando. I'm flying super late after work 
Thursday, so I could only take off Friday because I also only have 10 vacation days. And then I'm flying Monday morning and going straight to work. So I'm going to hate my life, but I wanted to do this one last festival. And one thing I'll just tell people, too, that I always remind myself about is like there is always going to be another festival. It's not going yep. anywhere anytime soon. Like when I had to make the decision doing Vegas next year and then it sold out in a second, I had maybe like a brief moment of being like, oh, did I fuck up? And then I was like, no, yeah. because EDC Vegas gets bigger and better every year. Yeah. It's always topping itself. And the same thing yeah. with, with all of these lineups. Like everyone I think yeah. has that moment where they're like, oh shit, this is like a can't miss event, but there will always be more. So, yeah. you know, you have to decide like what is worth investing for you, you know, travel wise, is it a quick flight? Yeah. Is it affordable? Like that's why I did Orlando because it's Florida. The flight wasn't too bad. The hotel mm-hmm. we're staying in isn't that bad. And I p- paid for my own ticket for this. And I just did the payment plan to help me with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's definitely like assessing all of those things. And again, totally decide on your priorities. Like one, one other thing I have like a little insecurity about is my age because I'm almost going to be 29. And I look at a lot of these influencers who are like 21 and 22. And I'm like, holy fuck, they have so much time to like start <laughs> their channels and do all this. And I'm like, why didn't I start my channel at 22 when I was first getting into the racing, but at the same time, like you come at it with different experiences and different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes every channel or each person different. Like you have to have a unique perspective and style. And honestly, I don't think if I did this earlier that I would be where I am because I think it's made me smarter with who I work with. Like mm-hmm. sussing out certain brands that I work with and just having like more life experience, I think has yeah. put me in the position that I'm in right now. So um you know, I think everybody should just really like assess what's the most important thing to them and like try try not to like look at other people and compare your journey to theirs because you're mm-hmm. gonna <laughs> it's not gonna put you in the best mind frame at the end of the day. Yeah, no, for sure. And to talk about that one point you made about deciding to go to EDC Orlando, I was thinking mm-hmm. about going to EDC Orlando, but then we got signed on to Imagine. So I was like, yep. it's either I go to Imagine where this this is a super cool opportunity for me. Um, and I'm only having to spend money on the flight and the hotel and stuff, or I make EDC Orlando work. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like picking and choosing there. And um, I knew that EDC Orlando was going to be in between Freaky Deaky and Seismic Dance Event. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would just be kind of a little bit chaotic to do that. Right. So that's what something that I made... Um, that decision on to prioritize, you know, what's going to be best for me financially, work-wise, sure. stuff like that. And then, oh, I just had another thought that it just left me. <laughs> oh, no. Financial uh, decisions. <laughs> yeah. This has been me all tonight. I'm like, I think the hour turning the clock back an hour has fucked up my head a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about comparison. So yes. that's another thing to getting past that. Um, Because before, like, I've always told anyone that's looking to do this, what I've always done and the mindset I've always had that I've fallen off of recently, and I'm trying to get back to it, is treating everything like a test, treating everything like an experiment. And that's because Mm -hmm. I'm a marketing person. So I'm always think taught and I'm a very analytical person. So I'm always thinking about testing out certain things. And then Mm -hmm. thinking like, what's going to work, what's not going to work and things like that. And so my channel, my blog, everything I post is a test in my mind. So however Mm -hmm. it performs, if it doesn't perform well, oh, well, let's figure out why it didn't perform well. If it did perform well, great. What was the makings of that? How can we like replicate and reproduce that? So if you come at it, then your feelings are not going to get us hurt. If you're intending to post just for the sake of getting more followers, getting more views, getting more whatever mm-hmm. then you're just going to constantly be disappointed in a way yeah like sure some things is going to work but it's not that's not a sustainable way of thinking and that's mm-hmm. not how you're going to grow over time and be consistent and yep. so you definitely like it's great to like keep intact with what other people are doing but you definitely have to like not compare yourself and your journey and the content that other people are creating 
to what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Like Emma today posted a video about pollen and I was like, I'm literally <laughs> working on that video right now. Yeah. <laughs> it happens was, all the time with us. <laughs> yeah, this happens all the time. I was just like, oh, but like, I'm still gonna, at the end of the day, I'm still gonna create that video and create that content because she's, she, I haven't watched it yet. I just saw the title, yep. but like, she's gonna bring up certain points of what her experience is. And my experience has also probably been all about the same lines, but probably also different too you know right. so we still have different stories to tell and different points to bring up so don't compare yourself and if you feel like you have a perspective on something then it's definitely worth sharing and worth hearing you know yeah 100 agree with you no that's so funny though about the pollen video um yeah no but a lot of the time too in this community, like it, it's going to continue to grow. And, and the other thing I've told myself, I don't remember if it was like a beauty YouTuber that I watched who said this, forgive me, but I had this moment where I was like, the amount of beauty YouTubers I watch, like I love, like actually love watch them consistently mm -hmm. at least 15. And that's just supposed to show you right there. Like you can have so many people you're interested in and that are producing content that's similar, but you yeah. love them all for different reasons. And mm -hmm. like, I like their personalities and the content they put out for different reasons and even if their audiences might be somewhat the same like people are coming to you specific reasons so think about what it is that you want to tell people and like what are you offering to people through the content that you're producing um because that's what I think about and you and I are similar like we were we're trying to help people but I always just think about the video I'm like it's not about me like what what am I bringing to someone is this bringing somebody value because if it's yeah. not then what am I doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like that's definitely how I think about it so I think these were all like really really great points for everybody hopefully to, to get them started if they're thinking about doing this one other thing I wanted to ask you know looking ahead to 2020 because it's like a very mm -hmm. reflective time of year right now as we're closing out yeah. 2019 2019 and I feel like so much has happened in a year like honestly it's the how much growth I've seen from you and from your content um and your brand but um you know with everything you've learned this year what are you focusing on going into 2020 and you know how are you going to try and protect your your mental health going into next year yeah I talked about this in like my November letter from the editor but I think balance is going to be a very big thing for me for 2020 just because um, I think I got a little carried away this year as um, it was definitely great. And I definitely achieved a lot of my goals. And um, I was super excited for kind of the success I've had this year. It did come at a cost of like, all the worrying and stress mm -hmm. and um, a lot of things that doubting myself and getting carried away by the wrong things meaning like I was getting carried away by like my analytics of everything so like my mm -hmm. follower accounts and stuff was getting like very on me which is not me at all so I think balance for 2020 is going to be super big and I talked about this in my break is that I want to um, kind of be elevating my content in a way so I have mm -hmm a very good standard of editing an iMovie but if I want to upgrade to maybe Final Cut Pro or try and do Premiere Pro again or um, figuring out ways that I can elevate my content and then right. I was talking to my friend Peyton today at dinner and we were just talking about kind of like what's next for me and like I was having um, kind of this inner conflict of like at what point do I kind of lessen the amount of festivals I go to so I can make room for more travel or like mm -hmm. other things that I want to be doing? And we've had this talk too, Emma, on your channel, yeah. I think was one of the questions we got in our Q&A video of like, at what point do we kind of like um, balance it out a little bit more? So I think next year will be the year for me to kind of um, go to those festivals that I've been wanting to go to, but then also right. figure out like weekends I can go to like Denver for a weekend or go to other places I've been wanting to go to. Mm -hmm. And also kind of incorporating more, not just like festival content, like that'll always still be there, but I think more um, lifestyle kind of stuff. Cause I think I do have some really great, insight on some of the topics um as an adult and things that I would like to be sharing more of mm -hmm. so I think it's just going to be finding more of a balance for next year and kind of um figure out all how all of that's going to go I guess I <laughs> everything well no I'm, yeah. I have all that for you and I think this whole thing is a learning process right like we know that yeah. with 
videos because like you said it's a test you try things and then you adapt and then you grow and the same thing goes for managing everything like we're mm-hmm. learning as we do this like no one is handing us a manual we have to decide because no. it's all self-motivated too hello everybody yeah. listening <laughs> that's the hardest part you have to motivate yeah. yourself to do all this to learn new skills to invest the time into editing and creating and stuff so it is a lot, but I think yeah. now that you've taken everything that you've learned from this year, like you'll definitely be able to approach it differently. Mm-hmm. And and I totally agree with you with the traveling stuff. That was the conversation I had with my boyfriend, Brian, like we're going on an all-inclusive vacation in January, which takes up four days. And I did have that thought in my head. That's four days that I can't go to a festival, but I don't care. I'm not going to vlog it. I decided that I'm just going to go on vacation with my boyfriend to Jamaica Mm -hmm. (laughs) and enjoy it and not consider it like not have a camera in his face the whole time and just go do something else. And and I think that, you know, sometimes you just have to decide what's like important to you at the end of the day and, you know, have have that balance. And there again, we'll be at other festivals, guys. You'll see us popping up. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're not going anywhere. But, um, you know, whether you're listening and you're just getting started in the festival scene, which can be really exciting. And I feel like in the beginning, you want to just like do all of these things. Um, Just assess like what works best for you and what you think you can handle and and invest time in yourself. I love that you're, you know, you want to learn some other programs and do stuff like that. You, you have so many different hats that you wear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> marketing background too. Which is yeah. So um, what are you thinking for 2020? Emma, I'm going to ask you the same question. Fest- Festival wise or just in general? Just in general. Um, I'm actually, oh man, I actually really want to invest in the podcast because I mm-hmm. can see that becoming like a really fun avenue and I really enjoy doing that and like genuinely just talking to you for an hour and like meeting all these people through the podcast has been something I've enjoyed more than I even thought I would I was so nervous Mm -hmm. about interviewing people and now that I've been doing it for a little bit I'm like no I get to meet all these new people who have really cool stories so definitely doing more with the podcast and same thing about like gills like I edit in Adobe Premiere but I know the basics I use the same tools that I'm Mm -hmm. kind of ready to like learn new video editing skills and just like switch things up, maybe help my branding a little bit. I would love to create a logo for myself. Like there's so many things that get to the side because you're just like churning out videos all the time. Um, So I'm, I actually during the holidays really want to like take a break and focus on like new intros, a logo, and then kick off 2020, like on the right foot and get caught up. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big thing. And same thing, like, I think I'm planning on doing less festivals next year, like hopefully Electric Forest being the big one. And then maybe some closer near the East Coast, if I if I can do that, but I'm trying to save money right now. (laughs) So that's my I just (laughs) I missed that. What did you just say? Uh, That I'm saying I'm trying to save money in 2020. Yeah, Yeah. I just that like, again, just where I'm at in my life right now. Um, with work and everything I really am like okay I I love festivals and doing that but I also my car is falling apart so I really need to get a new car and um yeah so probably investing in other areas of my life while continuing to do YouTube and the podcast is my very lengthy way of what is happening in 2020 hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but it'll be good and I'm I'm really excited to see where everything goes with you. Um, and you, you know, I adore you and it's been so much fun, mm-hmm. like watching you grow. And I hope everybody listening, you know, just found this helpful and can always feel free to ask either of us any questions. Um, yeah. Aid, plug, plug where everybody can find you. Yeah. So I have my blog vibe with aid.com and then you can find me. Um, and it's ADE. Someone asked me like AID the other day, but it's ADE. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then um, YouTube channel is by with aid. Instagram is by with aid, Twitter, all that good stuff. Got it. Perfect. Um, and you guys can also uh, check what, what festivals do you have coming up next? Are you done for the year? Or? Oh, no, I'm not done. So I have. <laughs> no, nope, we're still going. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But we're going to Seismic Dance event in Austin, Texas, which oh, is right. in two weeks. I'm so excited for that. 
That might um, be so good. <laughs> yeah, I I know you'd be jealous because we get Sarez D. I'm so I excited know. and test pilot uh, too. Right? Yeah, and test pilot. Um, and then lights all night is where I will be finishing out my year. And then next year, looking at, I will definitely be at Electric Forest with Emma. She's going to her first forest. And then um, looking at Lightning in a Bottle, thinking about maybe making my return to Coachella. We will see. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of what we're thinking so far. But I will for sure be at Sizek and Lights All Night for any of my Texas fam. If you're going, let me know. Would love to meet you. Awesome. Yeah, that's where I'll be. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to um hopefully I'll see I'll definitely see you at Electric Forest, but hopefully I'll see you at some of the other ones. I I've sort of put like a map together of I have a couple things on my list. I don't know what I want to do yet, but maybe like yeah. I was thinking potentially Spring Awakening or Moonrise cuz I haven't done those yet and I feel like those would be really fun trips, but yeah. No one hold me to that. I don't know for sure yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emma, so we'll we need see. to, besides Forest, we need to pick another weekend to do another kind of oh, trip yeah. or festival or something. I need to something. come to Austin. Yeah, you need to come to visit there. me or I need to come visit you. We'll figure yes. it out. That would be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jade, <laughs> for hanging out with me today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Alrighty, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye, Emma. girl. Bye. Alrighty, you guys, that was such a great conversation. Thank you again, Aid, for coming on this week, for being our first person to come on twice on the podcast. I hope you're not sick of me yet. <laughs> but um, no, that was really interesting. I, I truly enjoy talking to Aid. I feel like I learn something from her every time I chat with her, and she's just got a great perspective on how to approach everything that we're doing, um, and I always find myself going to her for advice so you know I really appreciate her being very candid and honest about you know what this is really like and the struggles that come along with everything and you know being vulnerable with some of the insecurities that she has and I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation again you know feel free to reach out to either of us if you have any more questions on specifics like what it's like to start a YouTube channel or to vlog Um, the biggest thing I can say is like if you are passionate about this and you truly love the community and love music then like 1000% go for it it takes a lot of time and effort to actually like become anything if that's like really what you're looking for so nothing happens overnight um you know it takes time to to edit and to film things and put the whole thing together and the first few videos you do are not going to be good it takes time to like build up the quality and really find like your voice and what's like unique about you and your channel so be patient, have faith in yourself, you guys. Um, you know, again, really try not to compare yourself to other people's content because I think that's like what can trip you up a lot. And just be genuine, be yourself. So I, I wish all of you luck out there. I'm so excited when you guys DM me and send me links to your channels that you've started. I watch all of them. I don't miss a single one. I always watch the videos you guys send me. Um, I'm starting a new series on my channel that probably isn't announced yet but stay tuned um and i'm hoping to work with you guys my subscribers a little bit more on content in the future so stay tuned for that youtube video that's coming out very soon and yeah and in 2020 i hope to see you guys i'm sure aid agrees uh we hope to see you out at a festival next year i'll keep you guys posted i really don't know what i'm doing yet besides electric forest so it's going to be like a play it by year kind of thing but um Like I said before, I have my priorities sort of rearranged and in order of what is most important to me right now personally. So uh, working on this podcast, doing the YouTube channel and just making sure that I am in a good position with like my family and my boyfriend and, you know, my mental health. I got to take care of myself first, too. And there are some months that are good and some that are bad. And I feel like when it rains, it pours and that mentality can totally happen when you get caught up in all of this side hustle stuff on top of your job. But at the end of the day, it's like the most rewarding thing to me. And I truly, truly love it. And the opportunities that have come out of this have been crazy and mind-blowing. So I can't encourage it more, you guys. I'm so excited to see what you all come out with. Um, And thanks again, Aid, for coming on today. Uh, Okay, you guys want to talk about EDM news? Let's see what I've got this week. I honestly didn't have too much because I recorded last week like, not that long ago (laughs) so there wasn't too much 
But um, number one thing that was really exciting is Countdown, New Year's Eve, uh, dropped the lineup and it was really fucking good. Um, I'm not personally doing any New Year's Eve uh, festivals this year, but it might not be out yet. I'm not sure, guys. Go check on my YouTube channel. But I did a video comparing all of like the top New Year's Eve festivals lineups and experiences. I worked really hard on that video. I I hope it is helpful to people who are like contemplating what to do because there's so many festivals for New Year's Eve and it kind of depends on where you live and like what you think is worth traveling for but definitely check that out. Um, I did like a full comparison of all like the major uh, festivals. So yeah check out Countdown New Year's Eve's lineup and then one thing I did want to hit on for any of like my bass music fans, um, I saw a post from Squinto, who I'm not as familiar with his music. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I saw him at Ever After, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he unfortunately posted that he's retiring from touring, um, citing mental health issues, and it wasn't something that was like an easy decision for him to make, and it wasn't one that like just came about. He said that like he's been struggling with this for years, and this this is a common trend that you see with touring musicians and DJs I mean like their schedules are ridiculous I don't know how they do it when you constantly are like playing festivals and then clubs and it's like multiple shows in a day and you're living you're living your life on an airplane like they they don't have it that easy um and he said he cited the constant grind for wearing him down and so we wish him the best and that's never a fun thing to hear and it's really tough I can't imagine what like goes through their minds to finally like make that decision. Um, I talked about it recently. Flosser Damas had a similar thing where he's taking a break from touring. So it is really, really tough to hear that. But uh, we're wishing him all the best. And the last thing I wanted to end on that I saw in the news was um, Alan Walker donated, I believe it was $100,000. I could be wrong. No, yeah, $100,000 to hashtag Team Trees. Um, which is an initiative in which a tree is planted somewhere in the world for each dollar donated to the organization. I'm reading this from edm.com. So I thought that was really cool. I always want to shed light on any um, artists who are doing something for charity or they're supporting a really good cause. I'm more than happy to talk about that, especially on this platform. So I thought that was really cool. And then he was dethroned because at one point he was like the highest donator. Elon Musk, of course, swept in and donated a million dollars. So I'm sorry, Alan Walker, that you got dethroned. But I think that's a really, really cool um, charity that they have going on. So you guys can check that out. Again, it's called Hashtag Team Trees. So we stand. Alan Walker for doing that. Alrighty, you guys. Um, last thing up here, just another reminder, you know, send in your uh, nominations for Listener of the Week. Uh, send in your questions, advice, any topics you want me to cover for the Q&A episode to raveculturecast at gmail.com. Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And next week, you guys can expect my full EDC Orlando recap and review. I love doing these episodes. Um, This is the last festival, like you guys know, that I have for a while. So I really, really enjoy doing like a fully dedicated episode to the festivals I attend, just in case like you guys aren't able to go and you're just curious what the experience is like, pros, cons all the crazy shit that happens like expect that next week um it's kind of weird talking about it because I haven't gone yet I'm leaving in three days but um I'm so hype I'm so excited so Emma in the future tense I hope you had a really good time (laughs) but uh I can't wait to share you got share with you guys what that experience was like uh favorite sets all of the above so expect that in next week's episode uh thank you guys so much for listening I hope you all have an awesome awesome week thank you for being the best listeners in the world and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.